Welcome back to episode four. I am your host, LJ, a.k.a. King LJ Bradley. And on this week's episode, we see what does Denji and Beam have planned in Chainsaw Man. We see Atomic Samurai finally meet his match in One Punch Man. And Twitter introduces me to the most insane manga I have ever read. All this and more on an all-new episode of The Big Eyes Podcast. So to kick this off, I want to talk about one of the better new mangas that have come out called Chainsaw Man. So actually, it just celebrated like its one year anniversary a couple of days ago on the third. So, um, you know, so Chainsaw Man chapter forty nine. So if you have not read Chainsaw Man, it follows a young kid named Denji who used to work for the Yakuza um, to pay off his father's debt. And he's, like, wild poor. I'm talking about, like, Thugnificent and Terrible type poor. And um, so he's working for the Yakuza so he could pay off of his father's debt. And he ends up befriending a demon dog named Puchita. And they become demon hunters for the Yakuza. But the Yakuza pretty much triple-cross this man and he kills him. But uh, Puchita actually possesses his body and he becomes like this half demon, half human hybrid. And after that, he is recruited into the public safety devil hunters. And pretty much he is fighting this mission to um, to defeat a demon called the gun devil. And the reasoning why he even took this job is the ability to hook up with... <laughs> the leader of or like the head girl of the public safety devil hunters so um yeah man it, it's a it's a wild one uh and at first like i'm not gonna lie it surprised me because at first i thought it was gonna be just kind of more of a comedy and hilarious but it, it actually gets pretty deep and like the action in it is is crazy um so we are on chapter 49 of Chainsaw Man. So where we pick up at is that um, we figure out that the gun devil is also after Denji's heart. So as Denji is hunting the gun devil, the gun devil is hunting him. And with that, that he has recruited some powerful demons to attack Denji and the others of the public safety uh, devil hunters. And right now, Denji is in the middle of a battle between the bomb devil who was disguising herself as a girl to trick Denji um, into, like, you know, liking her and whatnot, and it was trying to kill him that way, but her plans got thwarted when another demon called Typhoon attacked them and pretty much kind of blew her cover. So, uh, right now, we're in the middle of that fight, and so, um, in chapter 49, Denji is revived by Angel and Beam, who are two other uh, half-human, half-demon hybrids, as Angel has a powers of an angel demon, and Beam actually has the powers of a shark demon, so he's able to turn himself into a shark, pretty much. And uh, with that, they are, you know, Denji is revived, and he's be, like trying to think of like how he can defeat the Bomb Devil, also known as Lady Reese, And um while trying to 
you know, figure out a plan, Beam explains to him that he has a power where he can, like, release his chains and he can swing. So he can, you know, swing across buildings, use his chains to grab people and things like that. And he's telling them, like, you know, swing across the buildings, you know, so you are able to, you know, get there faster. And instead of listening to the suggestion, he tells Beam to turn into a shark. And he uses his chains to create some reins and begins to ride Beam into the battle. And Beam is completely caught off guard. And he's like, yo, this is not what I was explaining to you. And pretty much, though, he just accepts it and just goes, okay, whatever, man. And so uh, the you know, the final scene that we see is um, Beam and Denji riding into a battle between... Um, you know, to go against the bomb devil and typhoon. Uh, so it was a it was a cool ending. Um, you know, you really I think the coolest part about this chapter is that we start to see Denji really tap into what his powers are and like learning new powers and uh, you know that I think this is the first time we've really seen him do something a little different because it's more hack and slash than anything. So it, it's cool for them to to introduce something more um to his powers uh so next week man we will see uh what will happen with these two uh you know once again chainsaw man probably this year has been one of my favorite mangas it's definitely enjoyable so if you're looking for something new to check out uh definitely check out chainsaw man next up we have one punch man chapter 109 so they are still in the Monsters Association's lair. They're still fighting the Monsters Association. But it starts off, this chapter starts off, though, with uh, Child Emperor. He, you know, he saves the executive's son. And this is him making it out of the cave with uh, Wagnama, who's a little prick. But whatever, he's a kid. But this kid's a prick. I hope they didn't save him. But whatever. So they he goes, he saves them, he gets them out of the lair, and he meets up with the heroes who are waiting outside, and he contacts the other class as heroes that tell them that the mission is complete, and they're all pretty much responding back until Atomic Samurai reports back that there is another child in that cave, who we know is the young child that has been following Garo around. Um, so, you know, once again, Prickaxe Wagwan knew that, didn't tell nobody, and Child Emperor decides to go back in. And what we know right now is that Child Emperor is all out of gadgets. He's pretty much kind of going in there as a kid. Um, but he's like, this is my hero duty. And this is what heroes do regardless of the situation. So we have that final moment of him walking into the cave. Then we cut to Atomic Samurai. And he is... In a standoff right now with Black Spermatosin, which, what the fuck is that name? I don't, yeah, they wild out with that one. I it, Okay, so his powers are even more funny when you think about the name because his powers allows him to split into multiple life forms. Like, he's like pretty much like an endless amount of mass. And yeah, I don't know, that's wild. They really wild out with that one. So... He's in this Nandoff battle. Black pretty much is telling him, like, listen, they told me that I was assigned to you and to wait for you, but I wasn't trying to wait. I'm trying to really see what's up. So 
he pulls up on him, and he's like, I, I really want to see what you're all about. Uh, no, very gangster. Very gangster-like. So we see a Tommy Samurai attempt to um, brush him off, and he slices off Black's arm, and he, you know, he thinks it's pretty much like, oh, this is nothing. And he turns around, and he sees that the arm has now turned into another Black. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you, you know, you can multiply. I'm just going to cut you up in the dust. And so he hits him with another move. He hits him with an atomic slash, and it cuts him to dust pretty much. And we immediately see that this means nothing because uh, he is now surrounded by an infinite amount of uh, blacks all around him. And that sounded really weird saying that. Sorry. Side note. Um, And it it ends with him saying, like, he's going to be his doom. My favorite thing about One Punch Man is like how how hard they go for the side characters. And like granted they kinda have to because the, the story of Satsuma really is it gets kind of old quick. So they kinda have to do this, but it's cool of how well they are doing it. Even though they kinda put themselves in that corner to do it. Uh to write the story as such. So no, the you know throughout this whole arc of the Monsters Association and them being in Slayer, we have seen a bunch of dope different fights for Class S heroes, and I think this is my one of my favorites because I do like Atomic Samurai. Um, when I first saw him in the anime, he look he just looks cool, you know, he looks super cool, and uh, I think that this is this is something I'm getting excited for. Uh, just seeing this fight and seeing this battle, seeing how this is going to play out because all the other battles they have done like up to this point have been all very enjoyable to like read and look at, um, you know, that as you know, you start to really see like, you know, you, you at first you start to think like, yo, some of these like monsters aren't going to be as strong. And then we, you know, we see these class S heroes start getting pushed to the limit and pushed to the limit. So, uh, yeah, very excited for this upcoming battle for Atomic Samurai and Black. I'm not saying his full name anymore. He's just now known as Black. Um, yeah, so here we are now at the point that I've been waiting for this whole entire time. I've been wanting to talk about this manga that I found since I found it. And... I'll, all right, so one day, you know, I am scrolling the timeline, and I see a tweet called the. Uh, I see a tweet that says, "This dog nigga redraw goes fucking hard, man," and I look, and it is a manga named dog nigga so immediately i am intrigued of what the hell this is like i what the hell is this about so i tweet out like you know pretty much like what what is dog nigga like what is like dog what and actually the dude that writes the the story um his his at name is at chief 30k and He's, he's pretty much like, yeah, so this is my manga named Dog Nigga. And, I, bruh, okay. 
So there's two versions of it. There's a version that he originally did that I did read all the way through. It's like 14 chapters. And but ain't no disrespect to the homie because, hey, listen, we all out here learning and growing and getting better. But the drawing was very like, eh. Um, and, you know, but it, the, the story was funny. And it, it's the same, like, it gets, all right, once I get into it, it you're going to understand the same. So it, it, I'm reading the redrawn version, and this is the version I'm going to talk about. And he's only done the first two chapters. So let's hop into Dog Nigga. So Dog Nigga is a manga about um this half man, half dog named, you guessed it, Dog Nigga. And so the first chapter talks about his origin story and his his origin story is a drunk man once had sex with a stray dog and the dog gave birth to dog nigga and the dog died in the midst of giving this birth. Right. And so dog nigga had to grow up his whole life pretty much outcasted by society you know no one would ever accept him for what he is they only saw him as a monster only saw him as a dog nigga and as his hatred grows for his dad his mission becomes to violate his dad so to find him and to violate him um so it's (laughs) so that is chapter one and chapter two we see dog nigga kind of chilling and his senses heightened up and he is attacked um he is attacked by an assassin named neo who was sent from his dad to kill him and so we um you know chapter two ends with this standoff between neo and dog nigga um and <laughs> bro i i really I'm going to be real with y'all. I actually have enjoyed. I did enjoy chapter two. Bro, I, I like I enjoyed it. Hopefully we will be getting more dog nigga in the future. And I will definitely talk about dog nigga on this show because support black businesses. Well, hopefully the writer dude is black. Hey, if you're listening to this, I'm going to link you to this episode, bro. And if you're listening to this. I hope you're black. That's it. That's really it. But like, hey, listen, the story is wild and it, it's insane, but it it's enjoyable. Um, so yeah, dog nigga, dog nigga is how we are gonna end this episode. Thank you very much for tuning in to episode four of the Big Eyes Podcast. Um, once again, follow at RNC Radio Live for all um Big Eyes and all other type of stuff that we got going on right now. Um, holiday season is up. Remember, um, the lookout capsule has released, so please go cop a shirt. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you guys once again very much for tuning in. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Jamal S L M, and on Instagram, it's at Straw Hat LJ. Uh, you know, stay plus ultra. Peace. <laughs>